It has begun. The biggest recruiting weekend that I can remember in my almost 20 years covering Miami Hurricanes football has begun. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We've been talking about this June 9th weekend for weeks, and it's June 9th. It's finally here. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day to help us navigate what I'm referring to as the biggest recruiting weekend possibly in decades, Brad Tejeda. Canesinsight.com and very good friend of the show is with us. And now, Brad, you know, you, you've been a recruiting head forever. Uh, can you remember a weekend this big, like all concentrated into one weekend like this? Alex, man, good morning. And uh, man, dude, this this is big fish season is here, man. Like it, this is the big weekend we've all been waiting for, especially uh, the, the guys that, and, and fans out there that really follow recruiting. Um, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, I think you got to go back to maybe when we first got Mark Rick um, ha- having a, that big uh, paradise camp when we first introduced that uh, and just having a, a handful of guys on campus. But now you're seeing the, the handful of guys that are going to be currently on campus. They're, they're coming from all across the nation, uh, all different states. And these are the best of the best. Uh, you're going head to head with the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Ohio States of the world and pretty much every recruit that's going to be here this weekend. So it's going to be exciting to see. Uh, how many fish we could reel in. Yeah, you know, for anyone who missed the episode that I did with Brian Smith on Tuesday, if you go by the 24-7 recruiting rankings, class rankings, Miami has four of the top 10 players in the country all on campus this week. And let's not waste any more time, Brad. Uh, I want to start with five-star defensive tackle David Stone, who's on campus this weekend, IMG Academy. Um, He has really done his due diligence on Miami, Brad. He's been on several unofficials down to the U. It helps that he plays not too far away in Bradenton, Florida, so it's a few hours uh, drive down to Coral Gables. Uh, He's also checked out Oklahoma quite a bit because he's originally from that area, Uh, and Michigan State is also believed to be in the mix uh, for him along with Miami. So, where do you consider Miami to stand among the leaders for a guy who could really change the complexion of that defensive line for three or four years? Yeah, let's not get it twisted, Alex. Um, for, from beginning to end, when we first started this recruiting a few months ago, David Stone has always been at the top of the list for the staff. And um, uh, like you said, man, David Stone has, has made it a, a key priority to make sure that Miami gets the love and he receives the love. I think Miami has done an excellent job from top to bottom at, at recruiting David Stone. They're not putting the the amount of pressure that I, I feel like he's getting from other schools uh, of trying to commit to that school. He's kind of playing it safe. And, and when it's time, it's time, like he's stated in recent interviews. Uh, from everything I've heard, man, uh, he, he may be eyeing a July uh, commitment um, to a program. And, I all and you know, looking at this list of, of guys that we're going to be talking about this weekend, David Stone's at the top of the list as far as the amount of times he's visited Coral Gables, at least four to five times. And, and usually in that predicament, it's usually a guy from South Florida that's visiting that many times. So Oklahoma native uh, coming to Miami that many times, that should make a big deal uh, for this program. And, you know, this is a guy that's coming off a very kid-friendly visit over at Florida. Um, he was able to play some – some some games and, and load up that power play card, uh, get some stuffed animals 
from Dave, uh, Dave and Buster. So I think, I think now he's going to be able to see what a real city uh, has to offer, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, going on the yacht, possibly watching the Miami Heat uh, take on the Denver Nuggets tonight. Who knows what they yeah. have in store for this big group of guys. But uh, I think David Stone has and always been at the top of the list, and I think it's an Oklahoma-Miami battle, and I would eye a July commitment. So I want to stay on the defensive line. And this is someone uh, I wanted your take on. He's not a five-star, but a high-level four-star. And since Brad actually lives up in Gainesville in enemy territory, he he hears a lot of that Florida recruiting buzz as well. And this is a player who has been trending a lot to Florida, but he's also he's been to Miami for an unofficial. He's here this weekend for the official. Let's talk about LJ McCray, four-star defensive lineman from Mainland High in Daytona. Uh, I think he's a great player. Um, you know, he has been considered a Florida lean with FSU also in the picture, but I'm not sleeping on Miami here. What do you think, Brad, about LJ McCray? Yeah, LJ McCray coming out of Mainland, uh, Daytona Beach. This will be his second time, I believe, visiting Coral Gables. So just like I said before, mostly all the guys we're going to have on campus this weekend, this won't be their first time here. Uh, so the, the sales pitch, you know, sort of speak, won't, won't be necessarily the same. It's going to be more about game planning, showing them where they're going to fit. Uh, in the offense or defense, and then just the culture and family vibe. Uh, but when it comes to LJ McCray, this is a guy that I feel like, you know, from a recruiting aspect, and unless you're a recruiting junkie like myself, this is a name that's kind of flew under the radar, right? And I think Miami, um, as a staff, has done a very good job at making sure that LJ McCray himself doesn't feel like he's flown under the radar. This is someone that Miami has always made a top priority from everything I've heard. And I think, uh, again, like you stated, it's going to be a Florida-Miami battle for LJ McCray. And he's one of the possible names um, at the end of this weekend that I think could trend the right way for Miami to possibly land. You know, uh, we we talk a lot about the wide receiver position on this show, and and this is one of those. And by the way, I want to mention it's been it's been so cool seeing when all these visitors have arrived last night and this morning, seeing all the photos that they're posting on social media. Guys are checking in from the airport. They're checking in from their hotel rooms. And I think it was uh, the father or a relative of four-star wide receiver Braylon Staley who put out uh, an airport pick after they you know, arrived in Miami. Uh, and this is interesting. This is a four-star wide receiver. He's from South Carolina. Now, Clemson was very much in the picture for his recruitment, but Clemson, who, by the way, they're doing really, really well in this cycle. I give them credit. Uh, they've recently landed two big-time wide receivers, and Braylon Staley is not one of them. So from a Miami perspective, Brad, that seems like good news for the U, that that's giving Miami more of an opportunity for Braylon Staley. And now it's looking like a Tennessee versus Miami battle for him. Where do you think the Canes stand? Yeah, I think as wide receiver position as a whole, this is going to be one of the few positions where every guy we get on campus here in June, it's going to be more of a, you know, a green light situation. Uh, I think if you are recruited and visiting Miami at the wide receiver position, you have the opportunity to commit. It's just whether if it's the right time for you, you, you know, you had two wide receivers last weekend, come to Miami they're still going to be taking visits elsewhere this lines up a perfect opportunity for for a guy like Braylon Staley in my opinion you know you, you were pretty spot on with the tea leaves we, we've been seeing on social media with his father you know of, of the staff already you know doing the right things as soon as they land and, and hit the hotel room you know they already feel the love and the vibe and you know speaking of tea leaves if you if you go on you know some of their social medias it was pretty clear that Clemson was the favorite for Braylon Staley, and they wanted to be in, in that Clemson recruiting class. But it seems like, you know, some of the promises or things that could have been told to them uh, went elsewhere once Clemson landed uh, T.J. Moore and Wesco, uh, who were two of the top wide receivers that just 
committed to Clemson recently. So that leaves the door open for a guy like Braylon Staley, who I think, again, is another guy besides LJ McCray that could possibly be on commit watch for the Miami Hurricanes. I think Miami, if they continue to do the right things uh, throughout this weekend and a guy like Kevin Beard and others uh, can make him feel at home in his family, I think Braylon Staley could possibly be a Miami Hurricane. We got so much more to talk about here with Brad Tejeda, who's nice enough to take some time and talk about maybe the biggest recruiting weekend Miami's had since the Mark Richt era, if not longer. And the Hurricanes have the top two edge rushers in the class, both visiting this weekend. So you know we're going to talk about Colin Simmons and Dylan Stewart. You know we're going to talk about Aiden Breland. Uh, you know, Miami just landed a Juco corner last night, who's the number two Juco corner in the country. And his teammate, the number one Juco corner in the country, happens to be visiting this weekend as well. So you want to keep it locked right here. We're only getting started on Locked on Canes. I'm wearing my bird dog shorts again, my friends, and I've got a, uh, I'm taking my son to a kid's pool party tomorrow, so you know I'm going to be wearing my bird dog shorts because they breathe, they stretch, they're perfect for summer in South Florida. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts, they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better, guys. Trust me. They fit way better also than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs also uses what they call anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Another thing we need in South Florida, because you sweat, it starts to stink. That keeps you cool and dry all day long, guys. So go to birddogs.com slash college and enter our promo code Locked on College for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. I use this thing every day as well. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. We're closing in on 10,000 YouTube subs. So if you haven't subscribed to our channel, like if you come by here and watch the videos every day, subscribe, man. It's free. We're closing in on 10,000. Plus, for the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, I highly recommend joining our subtext SMS texting community. Those who are part of the subtext community, you knew several hours before Miami got a commitment last night that it was going to happen. So you want to join that community. I give you one-on-ones. You guys can ask me anything on there. We give you exclusive show notes before the shows even come out. You guys already knew who we were going to talk about with Brad today if you're part of the subtext community. So make sure to subscribe. Uh, I include the link in the show description below. Completely free for the first 14 days. And then if you want to opt in, $4.99 a month after that. Uh, we are joined here by Brad Tejeda, who does just a, an awesome job uh, at canesinsight.com and an awesome job keeping us filled in here uh, on Locked on Canes. Now, Brad, um, I want to talk about the top two edge rushers in the class who are both visiting this weekend. You've got Colin Simmons from Texas, Dylan Stewart out of Washington, D.C. Depending on which service you look at, you've either got you know, Stewart is the number one edge rusher and Simmons at number two or Simmons at number one and Stewart number two. These are a couple of, we like to use this term, program-changing type of players who are visiting. Where does Miami stand with Simmons and Dylan Stewart? Yeah, first and foremost, with someone like Colin Simmons, uh, like you mentioned, this is a, a Duncanville, Texas native, right? So Texas is obviously, um, as of right now, probably the favorite for someone like Colin Simmons. 
Um, you also got a team like LSU that's possibly in the mix. But I think Miami is going to make sure uh, that they have a case for why they should be in the mix, um, whether that's top three or top five for someone like Colin Simmons. I think Miami is really going to try to make a strong push to uh, give Colin Simmons something to really think about of maybe not staying at home. Um, but ultimately, uh, I would say Colin Simmons, out of the two that we're going to be talking about with him and Dylan Stewart, I would say Dylan Stewart is probably more likely um, to end up being a Miami Hurricane. And when we talk about Dylan Stewart, right, this is a Washington, D.C. kid. Um, he, he's been to Miami. I believe this will be his third time. Um, when you talk about the relationships with these recruits and the coaching, and, you know, the one name that comes to mind with someone like Dylan Stewart, and you're going to hear his name very often um, through the weekend coming up here, and that's Jason Taylor, right? Uh, I think the two have really connected very well on the relationship between the two, um, him being able to, kind of pinpoint what he needs to work on, um, being relative uh, to a young man like Dylan Stewart and, and kind of, you know, already being in his shoes. Um, I think this is something that Miami is not familiar with when it comes to having coaches being able to adapt and, and have relationships with these big-time recruits. This is something we didn't have in the past. Uh, and I, I look for Dylan Stewart uh, to really think Miami could be that, that school for him. And I think Dylan Stewart, at the end of the day, it's going to be between Miami um, and, and I would say maybe one or two other SEC schools. Uh, Alabama is obviously in the mix for him. Um, Ohio State could also be another school. But this is a guy that, you know, he's he's been to Miami, like I said, multiple times. And one of the times was a surprise visit that a few months ago, you know, wasn't supposed to get out. Um, it, it eventually did after a couple of weeks. Uh, but Denlin Stewart has shown up on his own dime multiple times. And that's a good sign for Miami. You know, a player I would love to land in this class is four-star defensive lineman Aiden Breland. Um, he's from a mega program out west, Modern Day in California. Now, historically, Modern Day is usually uh, a USC feeder type of school. Uh, Jason Taylor and Big Joe have been putting in the work for Aiden Breland. Uh, but if you look at the, for what it's worth, because a lot of times, guys, these are not necessarily gospel uh but the on three trend considers oregon and georgia to both be trending ahead of miami for aiden breland this is another guy brad who's seemed to be pretty interested in miami in recent months and he's officially visiting this weekend where do you think miami stands with this california kid you know aiden breland is an interesting one i think um if you would ask me this question about a month or two ago i would have put him and brandon baker probably in the same spot of pretty much solid to Oregon and not yeah. really a chance with Miami. But, you know, with Aiden Breland specifically, uh, I think there there's a lot of movement starting to trend in favor of Miami, in my opinion. And I think this is going to set up for a very big opportunity uh, for the staff. Like you said, Coach Joe, Coach Jason Taylor, Mario Cristobal as well. Um, we have a lot of guys on the staff that is very familiar with Aiden Breland. This is a young man that they've been communicating and recruiting for a very long time now. Uh, when you look at last year's class, uh, some of the big fish that we landed last year's class was ultimately because of the relationship that Mario Cristobal uh, has built with these young men, you know, from eighth to ninth grade being that first offer. And uh, Aiden Breland uh, fits right into that category. And I, I expect Miami uh, to be a really solid uh, competitor in this recruiting process. And I think it's, it's going to be an Oregon-Miami battle. I think Georgia is going to be a name that's going to be thrown in the mix with pretty much every top recruit in the nation. Um, but I think with this one specifically, I think it's Oregon-Miami battle. Um, I don't think this is someone that necessarily has to pull the trigger right away. Um, you're going to see with a few names uh, that we're going to talk about, some of these guys, it's more of getting them on campus and just continue to chip away 
um, to, to later on in a few months when they do decide to commit. We're in a better situation. But then there will also be about three to four other guys that will be here this weekend where this could be the make or break situation because they're going to be coming down to the wire in the next couple of weeks of shutting down the recruitment. I love that. And by the way, when you brought up Mario Cristobal, it, it reminded me I was watching Mario live with uh, with Josh Pate on the late kick last night. And first of all, I mean, Josh did a great job with the interview and the questions. Mario, I thought, hit it out of the park. And just what Brad, what a great recruiting tool. And just it, the timing of that for that interview which, you know, is a really popular show. I mean, they had like 1,500 people just at once watching the live feed, and who knows how many have watched the replay by now. You know, to have that interview come out right before this big weekend of OV starts, it's it's like the perfect storm, and that interview can be a great recruiting tool for Mario. Got to say, man, Mario knows what he's doing when it comes to recruiting. Timing yeah. is everything along with the relationships. You got to be real. You got to be up front. You can't sugarcoat anything, and Mario – uh, does an excellent job at that. And, I mean, the, the timing of everything, he knew what he was gearing up for for this weekend and what better opportunity to have someone like our guy Josh Pate join the show, be in the IPF, be able to throw the football with Tyler Van Dyke and, and be able to see what this program is starting to rebuild from the ground up and some of the futuristic things that Miami is going to be willing to offer these recruits. You know, I think a lot of the messages and quotes that you heard from Mario Cristobal's interview with Josh Pate, it, it really – felt like it hit home to a lot of recruits and families like it almost felt like yeah. he was talking in the camera to these young men um and that's a great recruiting pitch and again he's a guy that when he speaks you listen and you know it's real and this is someone that's born and raised in Miami and there's not a better guy to have at this program to know what it takes to get back to the promised land and be hungry for that opportunity like Mario Cristobal by the way, for anyone who may have missed it on this channel last night, we did uh, an emergency episode for Demetrius Freeney. Welcome to the U! We gave him a welcome to the U last night. Uh, we broke down uh, you know, his tape and what he's going to add with Brian Smith. So make sure to check that episode out, the audio version, or check it out on YouTube if you missed it on uh, Thursday night. Demetrius Freeney, who's the second-ranked Juco cornerback in the country, and a teammate of his from College of San Mateo happens to be the top Juco cornerback in the country. He's going to be a 2024 uh, addition for whoever he commits to, whereas Freeney is 2023. He's coming right away. But his teammate, Sione Lalea, who is visiting Miami this weekend, is class of 2024. Um, you know, timing, Brad, timing is everything, like you said. So Miami just lands his buddy and teammate, Demetrius Freeney, last night. Lalea is visiting this weekend, I'm feeling better about Miami's chances with Lalea based on the timeline and the dominoes. Absolutely, Alex. Um, I, I was able to speak to Sione uh, about maybe a month and a half ago uh, about his first visit to Miami, the experience he had, and he absolutely loved it. Um, and he was waiting, waiting to come back, wait, waiting for that uh, next opportunity, next phone call from the staff to kind of get on a plane and travel back to Coral Gables. And uh, I talked to Demetrius Freeney, um, just a couple days before he, he announced the commitment to come to Miami. Um, and this is someone that really preached about not only Mario Cristobal, but specifically someone like Coach Mike Rumpf, who I think uh, doesn't get enough credit behind the scenes of what he does from a recruiting aspect and also just from an official, unofficial visiting standpoint of really making sure uh, these recruits, whether it's high school or JUCO guys or guys in the transfer portal, really feel at home at Miami, know the, the tradition and the ins and outs of this program and what it means to wear that you on their helmet 
So Rump really deserves a lot of credit behind the scenes for getting someone like Demetrius Freeney in here. And this is a guy that could play on the outside. He could play on the inside. Uh, he's coming in, not afraid of competition. And like you said, with timing, we just lost a guy in the transfer portal and Terry Roberts, who, you know, obviously we got from Iowa um, and he's going elsewhere now. That brings in a guy like Demetrius Freeney that could come right in and fill that spot. And uh, we have brought in a few guys out of that transfer portal for the secondary this offseason. So that should go to show you that the competition um, it should be through the roof and nobody has a, a starting role on that side of the ball. So it should be good for competition. But uh, like you said, Sione um, will we'll be on campus this weekend, um, you know, talking about relationships, man. This is someone where Coach Hardy uh, over at CSM had a very good relationship with Coach Adai over back at West Virginia. Um, so again, it goes to the relationship aspect where this was someone that Mario um, and Coach Adai have had ties with um, for quite a while now. And I, I like the move. And uh, I, I think Sione could possibly be one of the other guys on commit watch uh, besides LJ McCray um, and a few others. I think TJ Lindsay, you know, I, I know mm, we can't, yeah. we, we can't, we can't throw every name out there, but TJ Lindsay is going to be another guy who I talked to recently where Jason Taylor, Jason Taylor is going to take him under his wing. Uh, he's someone that he loves the landscape defense. He feels like the last time he was on campus, Miami did a very good job at showing him a game plan of where he could actually fit in this defense, whether it's at, on a three, four or four, three front. Um, he's someone that could be an outside pass rusher or could also be that outside Jack linebacker too. Um, and he's, he's very excited to be back in Coral Gables. He loves the vibe and the environment. This is someone that's coming from Arkansas, although he's playing at IMG. So we got to continue to build that pipeline. But TJ Lindsay uh, is another one I expect to Miami uh, gain some traction for over the weekend. Yeah, and you mentioned IMG Academy. Uh, we, we've got to talk about uh, a couple of other big-time hitters. In addition to TJ Lindsay, who's on campus this weekend, we got Ellis Robinson the fourth visiting. We've got Jared Gibson visiting. Where do things stand with them? We will get to that and more. We're not done yet, folks. Brad Tejeda with me, Alex Dono, on a new episode of Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today as we head into just a, a massive, massive recruiting weekend. And this is this is the type of weekend it's going to help set the tone for the Mario Cristobal era, right? I mean, Cristobal did uh, and company because I got to give all of his assistants so much credit for pulling in that amazing class of 2023 despite a five and seven season. And the class of 2024, you have to build on that momentum. And in the case of a lot of these players, like I, I was listening to uh, D-Money and Peter Ariz, who did a great job articulating this on Kane's Insight. And, and D-Money hit it out of the park when he said that, really, for this coming weekend, um, with all these blue chippers visiting, no matter what happens this weekend and over the next three weeks, month, winning this season is key. Because some of these blue chippers that are visiting right now will not decide until the fall or December, okay? So you have to win to show them Miami is the place to be. Some of these blue chippers are going to commit to Miami this summer, maybe this week, next week, July 4th weekend. But you're still going to have to win in the fall to keep them. Because remember, you know, commitments aren't real until national letters of intent are signed. Other players who visit this weekend are going to commit somewhere else. But then you have to win in the fall to try to flip them. So winning really is everything. And I, I know, Brad, that's going to be the case for some of these big time IMG Academy players that Miami's pursuing. So you have on campus someone who's kept his recruitment open despite being a Georgia verbal commit. And that's the top cornerback in the class 
five-star Ellis Robinson the fourth, and you also have the number one or number two ranked running back in the class in Jarrett Gibson, his IMG Academy teammate. How do you feel Miami is trending with the two of them? Yeah, first and foremost, uh, when, when you talk about Ellis Robinson, right, this is someone at, over at IMG who also plays um, seven on seven for a local Miami uh, product as well, right? So Miami has some similar ties uh, with Ellis Robinson. And this is someone that Miami has been keen on and kind of chipping away, like I said earlier before in the show, that there are going to be certain recruits coming this weekend where it won't necessarily be, you know, is it on flip watch? Is it commit watch? It's going to be more of a chipping away situation. Yeah. And Ellis Robinson is the perfect example of that. I don't expect Ellis Robinson to flip right away. I expect this to be an ongoing process. But this is going to be someone that I think Miami continues to monitor and build that relationship. This is going to be someone I think you're going to want to watch throughout the football season. Uh, the Miami Hurricanes may be visiting a couple times for some home games. Uh, but I, I like where Miami stands as of right now. He's still with Georgia, obviously. But I wouldn't expect anything crazy to happen with the Ellis Robinson situation over the weekend, except just some, you know, good, more trending news that Miami's starting to build the right way with him. Now, when it comes to Jarek Gibson, um, Gainesville native out where I'm from, right? He's originally from Gainesville. Grew up being a Miami, uh, not a Miami, a Florida Gator fan. Florida's on the outside looking in. It's always been a Texas-Miami battle for a very long time. And Coach Deshard Choice has really just done an excellent job uh, of recruiting Jared Gibson, giving him an outlook of really feeling like he can be a day one NFL guy on Sundays in the next few years. Um, but Miami feels very confident that this is going to be the weekend to really uh, be the eye opener for Jared Gibson. Like I said before, um, a lot of these guys, they've been to Miami multiple times. They already know, you know, the ins and outs of, of some of the program and the city life. Uh, this is going to be more about a situation with Jared Gibson of, you know, hey, let, let's start putting a little bit more pressure on you. Let, let's let's get you to not really think Texas is the school for you. And maybe Miami can be the opportunity and you could create that running back you tradition that Miami is known for in the past. So I think Jared Gibson, uh, I think you could possibly see him that maybe he could be a July commitment as well. Um, and it'll be a Texas Miami battle. Wow. I love it. Now let's go back to last weekend, Brad. Now Miami did just land Demetrius Freeney who visited last weekend. His, his timeline was more urgent because he's enrolling in 2023. So he had to make a decision very quickly. Uh, the class of 2024 visitors did not have that sort of pressure to make a decision quickly. So, you know, what are you hearing about some of these guys who visited last week? Like, Camarian Franklin, uh, the five-star defensive lineman. James Nesta, who I love, the four-star linebacker. Draylon Miller, the four-star wide receiver. How, how's the buzz been trending for these guys over the past week? You know, first and foremost, with Camarian Franklin, uh, this is a defensive lineman that obviously Miami w was very uh, delightful to have on campus. Um, but in my opinion, this is someone that I think is more of an SEC-bound uh, type of player. Um, yeah. There's a few SEC schools that he's – and flirt with for a while now. I think Tennessee, LSU, a few other programs. Um, you, you could look for someone, uh, Kamari and Franklin. Uh, I thought the visit went very well with Miami, but again, um, not having any commits in the last few days uh, besides Demetrius Freeney. Um, he, he's someone that I would kind of hold off on uh, being a Miami Hurricane. We, we can see what happens in the next couple weeks when he takes a visit, uh, official visits elsewhere. Um, and when you take a talk about James Nesta, right, linebacker position, um, out of North Carolina. This is a position group, like I said before, similar to the wide, wide receiver position, where if we get you on campus for official visit, um, it, it's kind of green light territory, where as long as you feel like this could be the spot for you, 
Um, we're at a position of need where we, we want guys in the class at those positions. And we already got, you know, one or two linebackers locked up in the class. So they want to kind of see who wants to jump in and get that second or third last spot for the linebacker room. But with James Nesta, I thought coming off the visit, Miami was in easily, easily in the driver's seat, Alex. But now with the news of uh, the baseball head coach uh, of resigning, mm. that could that could um, put a little twist into the recruitment. Um, because wow. as you know, this is someone in Nesta who definitely wants to play baseball and football at the next level. Um, and, and as you saw with his cool uh, edits that he had with Miami on his official visits, they definitely incorporated that baseball into the football aspect and not having a head coach right now at baseball could be a little bit of concern and throw a wrench into the recruiting process. So you never know with someone like James Nesta. And then uh, last but not least, when you talk about the two receivers, uh, Draylon Miller and uh, Drari Hawkins, I think Miller um, absolutely loved the visit as well. Um, you know, Cali guy, you know, I think USC is probably the, the favorite in that one. And when you look at Drari Hawkins, uh, I think Miami feels good where they're at, but Penn State and Florida are his two other official visits. Uh, I've said for quite a while now, I think Florida is probably uh, more of a landing spot for someone like him. But again, I think when you look at the three wide receivers that are currently vis visiting or have visited and Miller, Hawkins, and now Braylon Staley, they all, they all bring a different aspect to the game, whether it's someone that is more used of a straight line speed, sideline si to sideline, like a Jarari Hawkins, someone like a Draylon Miller, who's more of a smooth, route runner can be lined up at multiple places but then you got a guy in Braylon Staley who's a two-time state triple jump guy someone who who's got burst speed route running quick agility uh and just his his mentality is far far from the the best man and I, I like where we are with someone like Braylon Staley and I think as of right now I think Staley out of the three guys is more likely to be a Miami Hurricane right now I love to hear it, and I always love the insight from Brad Tejeda. Guys, make sure to follow him on Twitter, um, and the spaces he does are fantastic as well. So he's all over Kane's recruiting and Kane's football. Tejeda Brad, at Tejeda Brad is where you follow him on Twitter. Make sure you follow us at Locked on Canes, and when you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. Uh, you can continue the discussions there even when we're not doing a show. And, of course, our subtext SMS texting service link included in the show description below is also a great tool. And for the everydayers, guys, whenever we get updates on how these visits are going and if we do get any commits coming out of these, you know we're going to have you covered right here on Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.